Welcome everybody to the first episode of the Compound Trading Podcast. My name is Matt and I'll be the host of this fine show. The aim of this podcast isn't to be one giant infomercial for the suite of products offered at Compound and we're not going to flash up any donation links or try to guilt you guys into buying anything. What we are going to talk about is the direction that we see trade going, algorithmic and otherwise, and what we as traders can do to get and stay profitable. If you guys do decide that you want to find out more about anything mentioned on this show or dig through the hours and hours and hours of free content that Compound has to offer, all you guys need to do is click the link in the description and you'll be taking the website to learn more. Much of what we do is provided for free and much of what we do is also geared towards traditional traders. So we aren't one trick algo ponies. Not that there's really anything wrong with that. Without further ado, let's get into it. This episode is part one of a two-part series with Kurt Melanopoli, who is the founder and brain behind Compound. On this episode, we're going to dig into his background, trading style, and how the algorithmic portion of his trading actually got started and where it's headed. See you guys on the other side. Uh, thanks for joining me, Kurt. For the audience out there in internet land, the first podcast here, all three or four of you who downloaded it, we do have Kurt, who is the head man behind Compound Trading. Uh, thanks for taking some time out of your day, Kurt, and joining us here. You're welcome. Thanks, Matt. So for everyone who doesn't know exactly who uh, this Kurt fellow is, who you know haven't ran across you on Twitter or made it into the chat room for the midday reviews or the master classes, can you give us a little bit of background on how you came to trading and why you know you know what the heck you're talking about out there? Can you give us some uh, some background on that? Uh, my uh, story is basically I started in the markets when I was 21. I was recruited by a promoter to go on the road uh, and promote IPOs. And I went from uh, there after a few years into um, private business and um, was an investor for a number of decades. And then, um, and then more recently, uh, about a year ago, we uh, started compound trading. And that's uh, uh, the basic premise uh, to begin with was a, a simple trading chat room for the average trader. And uh, we brought along... Um, other offerings like our algorithm offerings and uh, swing trading and various others. So you started out promoting IPOs. Now with promoting IPOs, does that mean that you were setting out marketing material or were you guys going you know, on road shows telling people why your company was right. the best thing ever and why they needed to buy as much stock as they could afford after mortgaging the house? How, what, what did that look like just out of curiosity? Yeah, so this is now, I'm 49, so I was, you know, this is 28 years ago, so the markets have changed a little bit, but in a way they haven't changed either, right? So your uh, your electronic uh, platforms, uh, digital platforms, of course, have changed, but the actual uh, structure, day-to-day -day structure of an IPO and the way that companies go to market, uh, it's very similar. Um, so I worked for a promoter. I was the junior on the team. Uh, there was 13 people, and um, his his function in the markets were was to um, identify uh, companies that uh, could go public and um, take a shell and connect it to that company and uh, do the initial uh, prospectus and connect the um, the underwriters and the brokerage firm and. And then we hit the road, and then we would promote it to the investment community, and then we would follow that all the way through uh, to the actual open and you know uh, lock up and that kind of thing. 
So when you say you followed that all the way through the open, does that mean that you guys would not only promote it, but there was also a little bit behind the scenes? Because, you know, being in the market, oh, sure. you always hear rumors about, you know, teams that are buying on behalf of the company, motion teams that are manipulating stocks. Was I mean, I don't want to get too uh, nitty gritty there, things that might get uh, some of these past business dealings in trouble. But was that, I mean, was that a fair statement to say you guys were also doing what you could to, uh, you know, promote the stock price in active trading and that kind of stuff too? Well, what happens is uh, when you, you know, when you have a team of people that are promoting companies that are going public, you naturally build a network of of investors, and those investors will follow you from deal to deal. And so the challenge with you know insider trading or any of those type of laws is that, you know, and we we would have this securities uh, commission at the offices regularly you know we'd buy them coffee in the morning bring, we'd, bring, we'd bring them coffee you know and invite them in because it's not really a matter of you know there might be folks out there like this was this was a larger promoter and there might be folks out there that that do the manipulation thing but what happens is with the you know the varied networks that you end up with it can it can appear that way right because you know you've got a team of 13 people that now have a network of you know a couple thousand investors or more and those investors are moving in and out of stocks, you know, and, and groups by, you know, natural default because they know you're on to the next deal. Like at, at any given time, we'd have, you know, you have the ones that are negotiating. You have the ones that are, you know, in the prospectus phase. You have the ones, you have the seed money phase. You have all these phases. So you have 10 or 12, maybe 15 offerings at any given time in your portfolio that you're promoting. Right? Sure, yeah. And they're moving in and out of them. So... You know, I never seen any active insider trading, but you know, at the same time, it's like anything else. You know, if you can imagine, uh, you know, we're we're talking to our, we're out for dinner and we're talking about this prospectus, and then all of a sudden that person's now into this one or that per, you know, it's very fluid. So it's not really, you know, like to actually control something, especially in those days, right? I mean, those in those days we. We had just barely found cell phones. <laughs> There's no Twitter or stock twits <laughs> or anything like so, that to go spam some unsuspecting grandmas out there or anything like that, I suppose. <laughs> you couldn't do it, man. It was like one phone call at a time, right? So, yeah, different world. Nowadays, I'm sure, you know, with technology, that would be much easier. Definitely. And it's, and it's funny because I think a lot of investors, anything ever goes wrong or somebody ends up upside down on a position, you know, there's always that inclination to blame somebody. Um, so right. it's always funny because you hear those grumblings about, hey, you know, this such and such company is manipulating. We know that some companies are maybe doing something that we wouldn't agree with, a la dry ships or something like that. But, right. you know, it is kind of nice to hear that uh, the majority are, are doing things above board, so to speak. Well. Let me give you one more example, or you know, actually two examples. Are are two ways to look at it. You, if you look at a lot of these teams, like if you if you really look under the hood and you take a look at some of these management teams, what you'll find is the it's like anything. It's like a trader that wins or a trader that loses. And some of these teams, they just don't lose, and you know, because they've got the process. And for those teams to you know stop and think to themselves, you know, how do we defraud the public here? You know, go through the whole process is just uh, foolish thinking because they they win. They don't have to do that, right? Mm -hmm. They don't have to think. They don't have to think that way. It would be like Martha. Remember Martha Stewart and her thirty thousand dollar fraud scheme. Uh huh. Uh, 
you know, at the time, if you think about what Martha was making, and for Martha Stewart to think, just think about it, forget actually instructing her subordinate to go and defraud an insider trade for $30,000. Just for her to think about it, to actually stop and think about it would cost her more than $30,000. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I don't know, Martha, you know, upset the apple cart somewhere or what it was, but you see my point, right? Like, there's really no reason for the successful to do that. For sure, for sure. They're, yeah. they're successful doing it all legitimately, and they don't need to worry right. and get their knees dirty if they don't have to. There's no need. For sure. So, uh, so after you got kind of done with the phase that you were promoting all these IPOs and going on these roadshows and that kind of stuff, you said you uh, moved from there into private business as an investor. And was that more seed money, or was that also through the marketplace and just kind of having a more longer-term approach? Right. Yeah. So my, um, I went, actually, I went from that team and I was recruited into Herbalife's development team. And that was a connection through the markets. And so I worked with their promotional roadshow team and I was part of the team, one of the teams that would go to different cities and, and promote uh, Herbalife back in the day. And then I went from there into my own private enterprises through that whole duration up until about four years ago, I, you know, I was a private investor, and but I would always be involved in these IPOs, you know, as an investor. Um, and then uh, more recently, about four years ago, I started day trading and talk about baptism by fire. <laughs> a little different ball game, I would suppose, than a more long-term investor approach. Yeah, I blew up. Uh, I blew up my. I blew up two accounts. I blew up my whole uh, my whole life savings as a day trader. And that's a true story. I killed my accounts, two of them. In fact, I killed my big one first because I had two. I killed my big one first, and then I killed my reserve, which was about a tenth the size of my big one. And I did that within two years. And that's kind of interesting because in, in that same breath, you know, you we were talking five or ten minutes ago. You said I went from IPOs to private business as an investor, and then I started trading, and I wanted to start a chat room. So was it that experience that you had, kind of that baptism by fire, as you put it, to say, hey, you know, there's got to be a better way and a better resource than just trying to kind of stumble around and day trade whatever hot stock I think is going to be popping that day? Is that what started that light bulb in your head to say, let's try to put together some kind of team approach to this? Right. Yes. So what happened was the baptism by fire was no fun. And after you know, being a successful business person for 30 years. I, I mean, I have my failures, but you, you have your successes after 30 years. And I got to tell you, day trading, I don't know if I've had a bigger challenge. That was a, that was a massive challenge to learn how to get on top and stay green and be green consistent. So, yes. Yeah, that, that's interesting. And, I, you know, if there are traders like yourself, like myself, when you're out there online looking for resources, you, you kind of see two sides of the coin, right? You see people who say, man, this is impossible. You can't do it. It, it, right. you know, just save your money. And then you see the other side who says, oh, this is the easiest job in the world and it's all butterflies and rainbows, right? We obviously right. know that's not the case. But like I said, is that kind of what pushed you towards saying, hey, I need to now develop a rules-based approach and try to come up with some trading process to figure out how I can navigate this without, you know, blowing up accounts three, four, five, six down, down the road? That's what happened to me. So I, I was thinking exactly like what you like what you just said it becomes a challenge right you're as an entrepreneur your natural inclination is uh you know i can't let this go because obviously there are people out there that have figured it out mm -hmm. you know you study people and you go i know that this person's figured it out 
And then it goes a little farther down the line. You know, there, there's a number of considerations there, but you end up where you end up is this person obviously has this process and it works for them. And you look at the other people and then you realize there's actually a number of them. You know, it's not it's not just a few. There's probably literally hundreds of processes that actually work. Right. But the psychology and the self-discipline required to execute those processes is one thing. Another thing is, for example, the ability to replicate that or train that into or learn it so that it's highly probable that you're going to be on the winning side on a regular basis. All of that mixed in makes it an elite club because your your struggle is against yourself and it's counterintuitive, right? So until you've come up onto the other side of that and trained yourself, it's really my belief is it's the subconscious has to be trained to lead your conscious around when you're trading. And until you get there, it's counterintuitive. And I think that's why people blow up their accounts. So yes, it's a massive challenge. And that's what got me going on it. And then of course, you know, further to that, the algorithms and everything else. Yeah. Yeah, that, that's really interesting because it's easy for people to go find some guru or go find some resources free or paying you know, for videos or whatever it is, a trading manual, here's how to make a million dollars on options or whatever it is out there. Right. But one thing I find really interesting about your approach and your teachings is you don't just say, hey, you know, here's, you're going to trade from A to B every day and you're going to trade breakouts for these penny stocks or you're going to trade this setup. You, you focus very heavily on the psychology and like you mentioned, the subconscious. Was that something that was always in your mind and, and within your trading process and your rules-based trading, you said, hey, let's make sure that the psychology matches it? Or was that one of the things that you kind of reverse engineered and after you kind of got into the thick of it, you said, I need to figure out the psychology and to figure out how I can wrap my head around this and then just kind of took it from there yeah it was definitely the uh, the going to the end of yourself blowing up your accounts down deep and dirty how did this happen for and, sure and you you work with a ton of traders you know via mentorship or you know the midday reviews in the room and the master classes is that right you know, and it's tough to say, hey, here's trader A's biggest problem or trader B's biggest problem. But, you know, I myself and I got to imagine a lot of people listening to this say, hey, you know, how can I be a better trader? How, how can I be a better business person? Is that really what the weak link kind of tends to be, but, you know, between a lot of people say, hey, you know, they know what buttons to push, but they really don't know how to wrap their head around sitting through a trade, whether a winner or a loser, or how to identify, you know, the mechanics properly. Is that really totally. a, a weak link? And and how, I mean, you know, obviously there's not a silver bullet, but how do we as traders or business people even, how do we, you know, work on that? How, how do we get our mind and our subconscious, which is, you know, very difficult to train, how do we get headed the right direction, I guess is what I'm wondering. Well, here's an example. I, uh, it was about a week ago. I had a very, you know, my, my oil trading record since uh, our oil algo, so about a year ago to now, is 97% win rate. Now, about a week and a half ago, I had a very bad oil trade. And, you know, so this is somebody that wins 97% of the time, has a bad oil trade. Not only was it bad, but I added to the bad, you know. Mm -hmm. And then what happened was I stopped trading oil. And I had a lot of the uh, subscribers coming to me on DM and different, you know, in different ways and saying, you know, because, of course, they want the bubblegum machine to kick out the bubblegum, right? Sure. <laughs> you know, why aren't you, you know, we're members of the alert service and there's no alerts. Mm -hmm. And imagine, right? 
I'm I own the service that they subscribe to that gives them alerts, so they expect alerts. Mm-hmm. And I didn't trade. I didn't trade. I think it, for a full week. And then I traded again. Now, what was I doing in the meantime? I was paper trading. Now, somebody would say, well, how does a, how does a 97% win rate go from uh, a loss to paper trading? Because I obviously slipped, right? So I look at it like being off the, you know, I, I've never had an issue with alcohol, but I, I can imagine, right? Mm-hmm. You, you know, you fall off the wagon and it's like obviously something slipped. Uh, so let's recondition uh, the subconscious and let's start winning again. And then when I started winning again, paper trading, then I started paper tra- uh, trading for real oil again. And that process took me, took me a week. So earlier in the process, you know, going back months now, what I would do is I would take up to a month or two paper trading in between the losses. Interesting. And that, I, you know, I, I suppose if you uh, win 90% of the or 97% of the time, excuse me. You, uh, you get a loss every now and then. It's not that big of a deal. But that is very interesting to hear even someone as proficient as yourself who does have a 97% win ratio, which it's hard for me to say 97% win ratio because that's almost unbelievable, right? Oh, that, I know. That's, that's really – it's kind of refreshing to hear, hey, even someone that wins 97% of the time does have no. to kind of go back to the drawing board and, and make sure, sure that you're, uh, you're on a, the right, right track there. Right back to the basics. Yeah. I mean, as ba- as basic as it gets. And and to be clear, that that trading rate, uh, win rate, is on oil specifically. Mm-hmm. And those are primarily base hits. I'm not a you know I'm not a home run hitter by you know normal uh, scenario. And it has it, that doesn't reflect my other trading. Sure. Right. So you know my day trading, for example, I'm in around eighty percent. My swing trading, I'm in around eighty five percent. But oil, you know, and trading with Epic is, uh, well, it's been epic. It's been awesome. <laughs> I guess it has that name for a reason. Yeah. So, and, you know, that, that makes a lot of sense because you said even with my swing trading, you know, I'm not a home run hitter, right? And the whole compound trading is derived from, hey, we want to compound our gains, right? We're not going to get 100% tomorrow. But right. let's get 1%, 2 3% a day. And then in 200 trading days, 500 trading days, that's a huge sum of money that we're, we're building. So Well... Yes, you know it's starting to cut you off. But here, here's here's what happened earlier today. Uh, Sartash, he, uh, you know, he helps me, and he's like, Kurt, you need to deal with your your Q2 um, second quarter uh, P&Ls. You have to look them over. And I have this superstition where I don't look at my, tra- I literally won't look at my accounts of my trades until the quarter's over. And he's like, well, the quarter's been over for a while. You got to get to this, right? I, I, I've got to publish this, right? And you know, it's all live anyway. People could figure it out because sure. we we publish everything. But uh, you know, so any of the subscribers could do that if they wanted to. But you know, he's like, Kurt, you got to, you know, you got to deal with it. So anyway, you know, we're on conference, and so he shows me, and I, I was pleasantly surprised because I was, you know, I was fighting through uh, second quarter for me was a was a grind, but the compound effect. Well, you'll see when those P and Ls come out. I mean, the compact uh, compound effect on base hitting is uh, phenomenal. It's, uh, you don't have to hit home runs. There's no reason. I guess it all kind of goes back, just like everything, and it's probably going to be a very common theme throughout this conversation. Goes back to that psychology, and especially totally. a lot of new traders coming in and say, "Hey, I'm going to get rich quick. I know, see this, you know, trader on Twitter, and he made 20 grand today. So I'm going to go right. hit a home run, and I have 10,000 bucks in my account, and we're just going to." go kill it and I'm going to make 20 grand today or 20 grand this week even which is a huge pie in the sky goal for all but you know the the top trading tier so right. 
you know, as a new trader and as any trader, ha- trying to get those base hits, those singles and doubles is crazy important. So what, how, do we, how can we refine our process and our, our rules-based trading to kind of get there, to say, hey, we're not going to worry about those big home runs. We're just going to focus on compounding effect. Is there an easy way to kind of wrap our head around that or just say, hey, pay just wins. You know, you got you to gotta pay the toll and just grind your way through as you want. Right. So there are, there are gurus out there that do actually hit home runs. There's no doubt about it. Like I've, I've studied the majority of them. And there are some out there that do it. But the problem with that is being able to teach that, reproduce it, and have it highly probable, you know, and reproducible on a daily basis. It's very difficult. So they're outliers, right? And some of them that even the average trader will make fun out of are actually valid like I've I've studied them right through so because I'm not that type of person when I see traders come to me you know well very often they're well 80 we know 80% of the traders that come to us are bleeding red we know that Mm -hmm. from asking you know the questions on the way in and we know now we haven't talked to all of our traders but we know now that 80 to 90% after 30 days are green or at least on their way after 60 days for sure 80 to 90 percent are green which that alone is pretty pretty dramatic right that's a pretty incredible turnaround for someone who comes in just losing money left and right to be able to say hey we are consistently profitable or consistently heading the right direction now that part of that i think you know because i uh you know outside of the trading room there's a lot of discussions that happen right so whether it's dm or it's emails or it's on skype or whatever personal discussions and some of those traders will tell you there was have been pretty aggressive discussions you know where you know i've had the ladies cry and you know the men telling me to f myself and or even you know on for example, on stock twits, you know, I'll post a win and maybe it was a $280 win and people will make fun out of me. Uh-huh. You know, what are you even posting that for? You know, that was a, you're supposed to be a guru, right? It's a $280 win. <laughs> but that whole understanding or that whole mechanism of the markets and the way that the markets work and the way that pe- most people come into the markets is the same way that they go walk into a casino, right? So those ke- the chemical balance that's in their brain is firing off in the same way as a Friday night, you know, walking up to the tables. And the trick is, in my thinking, to get rid of that. And when you can get rid of that, then you can actually, you know, start, you can really start the process. So breaking through that is the biggest problem. So I'll give you another example. Some of the, some of the folks in the trading room will tell you they were, they were just on the edge of being booted mm-hmm. where I had to say, you know, this is, this is it. This is your line. You have to show me that you're going to actually kill that part of your thinking because you're going to, you're going to disrupt what's going on in the room, right? You're going to lead other people down that that path for example right so first step in my opinion is getting rid of that casino thing once you get rid of that then you can focus on trading process and then trading process then becomes what's reproducible what's most probable what's the simplest you know mechanisms to learn so we have three or four of those that we try and teach into Mm -hmm. these traders and then what happens is all of them are starting to branch off into more complicated stuff 
that's really refreshing kind of what you said there is earlier you talked about hey i had this bad oil trade so i went paper trading i've certainly experienced it in my trading career where things aren't as rosy as you would hope and you kind of fall on you know whatever a period is and that's kind of the tough reality of being a trader right there's going to be days weeks months even for some people who just don't make money and it, right. and it, it does become kind of a big snowball that starts rolling downhill in the sense that if you do find yourself in that position and i'm saying to myself hey you know i don't want to you know go to kurt directly and dm him and break down on the phone and tell him to go f himself that you, <laughs> that, that, you know i'm not surprised with that that, that happens at all because obviously tensions are very high if people are not only struggling but also struggling and then you know bleeding out money um that might be their retirement fund or their life savings or what have you that you do have a chat room that is i kind of don't want to use this phrase but kind of a quote-unquote safe space right because right. What, a lot of what you see out there on Twitter, stock stock tips, whatever, you might run into a chat room and it's a guru giving you stock picks saying, hey, buy here, stop here, target there, whatever. That doesn't help the average trader who just kind of needs to get his head wrapped around trading again. And that might help you make a couple bucks at best. It will probably help you lose money. But that doesn't really help you redefine your trading process. So is the chat room one of those places that anybody can go and just kind of sit, observe, and then start to participate? Or, you know, how does that work? And that's why we actually on the website and against, you know, some of the people involved in the startup, I was absolutely adamant about the fact that we need a, you know, a really low cost entry place for those people. Mm-hmm. And, you know, even in our new uh, price increases that are coming in the next couple of days, that's still very, very accessible to anybody. So it's a 30 day you know, they register for 30 days. It costs them a few bucks because they have to have a little bit of skin in there. Sure. And, you know, or they can, you know, they can watch our videos for free on YouTube or whatever to see what it's like. But, yes, at the end of the day, that becomes, uh, you know, seeing seeing what a profitable trader actually does. Now, the, the thing about it is, and the thing that's contrary to common belief, is, you know, if you go into some of these chat rooms, sure, the bubblegum machine thing is happening, but there's also all the excitement, right? Sure. There's all this activity and all of these people doing all these different things and all the bright lights going off. And I think a lot of the newer traders don't realize that trading is really, you know, over 90% of it sitting in the weeds and waiting, mm-hmm. you know, for the right setup, right? Yeah. And so uh, you know, and you've mentioned a couple of things. And I just kind of want to touch on them as the, the conversation gets us to a good place to do that. You said, you know, we're doing the trading room and then we also have the, the reviews in the middle of the day. You, you also trade right off of the open for the busy periods, right? Because we're not going to sit there at 3.30 in the afternoon looking for a new stock to trade. Um, right. But that's kind of the mechanics, right? You're doing right off of the open midday and then you started the master classes as well in the afternoons, right? So as a, right. as a trader who is new, or the trader who is struggling, we can go in and watch any or all of that, right? Well, yeah, actually the traders in that room right now have a pretty awesome opportunity to take advantage of our upstart, right? Those uh, those master classes that are occurring are definitely well they are what they what the title says you know that's not beginner trading but what it does is it allows them to see through the full process of a day you're exactly right the pre market you know so we're talking about uh, the stocks that we're watching for the open uh, momentum's and this is in my experience with the traders coming to me that are bleeding red 
the majority of them, that's where they bleed. That first morning open, right at the bell, everybody's excited. The casino's going off. You know, they're they're pumped up. So part of our trading process is to help our traders with that. So that is part of it. And then, yes, it calms down in the morning. Then we go into our disciplined uh, midday review. And that, by the way, we looked back on my July swing trading performance, and we identified very clearly that those – midday reviews because we only started those what about two and a half three months ago I think those midday reviews have brought my swing trading batting average and not only batting average but my the size of my wins up significantly like about twofold wow and that's from you know a 30-year trader well you know an investor for years sure. but now going back to the basics into the trading rules-based trading process mm -hmm. And reviewing, you know, fundamental trading principles on a daily basis and what it did for me. Obviously, coming into the market, a lot of people want to get rich quick and something for nothing. But do you attribute a lot of that success to just say, hey, we're going to grind this out like you put it? You know, you grind it out the month of July and we're just going to look for the successful setup and we're just going to have to put in the homework and the hours? For sure. Like on Friday, I think it was Friday, I put out a tweet first thing in the morning that said success is rented and rent is due every day. <laughs> And uh, that's what it is, right? You know, I thought when I, I looked at the second quarter P&Ls, I thought for sure. Like, in fact, Sartash even said to me before I looked at him, he said, you know, I think you might have a loss on your uh, day trades. And I thought, oh, he's got to be wrong. But at the same time, I didn't think it was going to be great. Yeah. It, and I was, I was actually stunned when I looked at it because it was actually decent. And that's on those morning momentums, right? Mm -hmm. Because, uh, you know, they're, they're, they're tough. You know, they're not, uh, you got to be, you're competing with the best in the world. It's fast. And you got to think, you know, because it's so fast, you, and you're competing with the best in the world, you, you have to be able to function fast with the best of the world. That's different than swing trading. So anyway, yes, at the at the end of the day, it's doing the homework. Like those morning momentums is that isn't the homework. Mm -hmm. The morning the morning momentums is understanding the mechanics of how they work and being able to execute quickly and training your mind to be able to do that under a trading discipline, right? Mm -hmm. Under the mechanics. But the the midday reviews that, you know, investors or swing traders and they can even be day traded if you bring the time frequencies down, but uh, really, those midday reviews are, you know, swing trading motivated. And those midday reviews, it's not just the homework because that's what we're doing, right? We're, we're uncovering trade setups based on a trading process of, you know, for example, the 200 moving average. But more than just the actual homework of finding the setups, really what it is is it's training the subconscious to win because you're going through all these setups over and over and over again. So you're telling your subconscious over and over and over again, this is what winning looks like. And I'm convinced that's why it's increased my, my win rate and my, my size, uh, win size by double in that short amount of time. Wow. And so have you also seen a similar effect? Obviously, going through the mechanics, doing it, it's kind of like sitting in that math class and the teacher's explaining it to you, right? And as you're in that math class and the teacher's explaining whatever you're talking about that day, it kind of makes sense. But as you go and do the homework yourself, you have to really drive that point into your brain. Have you seen right. the same thing? And you mentioned a lot of the traders that come in and are bleeding red and then they go green. Are you kind of seeing the same thing as they do start to get comfortable and they do participate in those after 15, 20, 30 trading days, they are able to kind of recognize those same patterns and able to execute on them after kind of getting up to speed? Is that what we're seeing out there with a lot of the traders that are having some success after not having any for however long? 
That's exactly what's happening. So when you see me press the new traders into please share your trades or bring in bring in charts that you want me to look at or those kind of things, yeah, for sure, that's what happens. And then you, you also mentioned the master class. You kind of just touched on, you said it's a little bit deeper dive. Is that just kind of taking that to the next level instead of saying, hey, here's link trades, you're getting down to the nitty gritty of talking about MAs and FIBs and, and modeling? Or what does that look like as far as taking that to the next step, going one more uh, step up the advancement ladder, so to speak, in the master class? Yeah, so what that is, is it's it's refining those processes for sure, but then the majority of it is going into the models. So what does that mean? That means really looking at something like oil or natural gas or you know the stocks, equities themselves, and breaking them out and figuring out the actual natural trading, well, the nature of how that equity or commodity trades. And once you know that, then you're trading, well, for example, my oil trading, then your trading win rate goes right through the roof because now you're competing, you know, under the pretense of with the best in the world. If you can have an understanding of the nature of the way something trades, you know, in the in the 1% or less category, you're going to be trading in that win rate. Interesting. Um, that's great. So if someone did want to say, hey, I'm gonna, I want to check out this chat room. Where, I mean, what are, what are the mechanics of that? Where do we go? What do, what do we have to do? Do we have to download a program? Do I have to sign up for a year subscription? Well, I mean, what does that look like as far as purely mechanics of getting into that chat room or you know, checking out videos and that kind of stuff that you guys have too? Because you did mention you have some YouTube videos out there that might be more accessible, free, that kind of stuff that people can watch on their own time as well, correct? Right. So I would I would encourage uh, folks to go to the website to compoundtrading.com. The quick start method would be to simply sign up to the trading room for one month. Another way to do it is uh, to go to our free um, Discord chat room, and Sartaj is in there regularly, and he can you know discuss with traders that are thinking about starting with us you know different options that are probably. You know, maybe best for them. The Discord channel can be found, you know, by Googling us or just going to my Twitter feed. Yeah, we'll it's put links for all of this stuff in the description as well, so we can we can help. Yeah, uh, we can help that out because you know, giving someone a Discord.com backslash whatever exactly, the URL yeah. is a little difficult, so we'll we'll add some links in there. So yeah, I mean that's the that's in my opinion those are the two best ways. Or you know just DMing myself. You can you can on Twitter you can you can ask me to follow you and I'll do that. Or you can email us info at compoundtrading.com. There's a number of ways. Okay. But we're we're accessible. Unusually accessible, I think. A lot of people have commented to that. Yeah, and that that's kind of why I asked because a lot of people you go to and if you're looking to you know get some information from a guru or something like that on Twitter, and if you're not paying them, you know they're not going to show you any kind of time or day. They might send you a link to how to you know sign up for their subscription service but other than that it's very yeah, rare. Yeah, you're lucky. Exactly, yeah. right? It's very rare to actually get any kind of information out of somebody um, you know and not not have them ask for something in return. Yeah, Sartaj and I are around the clock on that all the time. Yeah, that that is very refreshing. All right, guys, we're going to cut it there just to keep this episode manageable. Hope you guys enjoyed. I know I definitely did. Next week we are sticking with Kurt and we're going to head into round 2. We're going to dive deeper down the rabbit hole of algos. We're going to talk to him more about his trading philosophy, where he sees trading and algo trading headed in the near future, and what we can do to get ready for it. 
Next week there is tons of good information, so make sure to check that out. And like I said in that intro, if you guys want any additional information or any of the free content, hit up Compound Trading. The link is in the description, and let us know if there's anything else that we can do. Have a great weekend, guys.